Hi, everyone. Welcome to Law School in Brief, uh, the only podcast narrating all three years of law school. I am Lydia, and I am joined by the best co-host in the universe. Megan, that's me. (laughs) That's Megan. And y'all who are tuning in, Megan is taking the bar exam in two days, but she's sitting here with me on the record to explain how she's feeling, how it's been going. Like, how rare is that that you get to hear from someone who's about to take the bar? I thought Megan would be like, look, I cannot record tonight (laughs) because I need to watch a movie. But wow, Megan, I can't wait to hear everything. You've graced us with your presence. You are truly the best co-host in the universe. Oh, Lydia, you hyped me up uh, too much, probably. But (laughs) I do feel like I have to say, you know, on the record, like, we have provided this podcast very unedited in a very rough format for two and a half years now. And it's been really fun. um, But it's been equal parts fun and self-serving because it's also (laughs) awesome to look back and hear about our impressions of what we thought law school was going to be like. And then looking back on, you know, what one L felt like, or like how two L felt and job searches and all of that. So this is just like one of the big pieces of the puzzle. I almost called it the final piece of the puzzle, but fuck is it? (laughs) Um, Wow. Yeah. Um, So I'm here, I'm here to uh, divulge all of my thoughts, feelings, and emotions Um, but also I am here selfishly because in the event that I, I should say when I pass this exam, that's right. I'm going to want to one day look back and hear what I was thinking and feeling. Cause I'm imagining I'm just going to like completely block this period of my life out once it's done. I think you're going to, when you re-listen, you're going to be like, wow, past Megan, you put in the work. Thank you. Past Megan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, hoping here's hoping. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a throwback to 1L, but my okay. torts professor from the very first trimester of law school. Dean Armijo? Dean Armijo. Dang, dang yeah, good memory. Excellent. <laughs> Dean Armijo. He it's a great ho- name. It is such Dean a good Armijo. name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was hosting a First Amendment speech like bar workshop that I attended a couple weeks ago on Zoom. And he said to everybody in the session, you know, this is like objectively the worst part of going to law school and becoming a lawyer. And I know you're in the middle of it. So the best advice I have for you is to just study for this exam like you never want to take it again. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. there's like, literally no payoff in half-passing it, I imagine. Unlike yeah. most other things in law school, there's sometimes a benefit to like not doing the reading or whatever because you get a little bit more sleep or something. But not now, no. Yeah, right. And I thought, wow, that's exactly the energy that I've been putting forth. And um, I'm really hoping that it pays off. I just want to like leave it all out on the field. You're going to probably get a lot of mm-hmm. sports metaphors for me today. <laughs> that is fine. You channel yeah. that Friday Night Lights energy. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, where do we begin? Where do we begin? I don't know, because I wonder if you maybe don't have like highs, lows, and mez because your life is just 100% consumed by bar prep. I mean, that's, yeah, you're right. You're right. My life is like 
It is neither highs nor lows, but, but at the same time, it is only highs and only lows. <laughs> I don't know. Um, wow, yeah. Like, I sit at my desk all day, which sounds like it would sort of just render a very boring day, which most of the time it does. But there are days when I've, like, broke down weeping and other days that I've, like, sprung up from my chair cheering. Um, so, like, yeah, highs yeah. and lows in a very just inert state. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, I mean, I have random updates, but okay. I also am jumping to hear about bar prep. So how should we structure it? Let's, why I don't could, you give me some updates? I could run through my updates pretty quick. Yeah. Well, since the last time we recorded, it has been my day of birth and I am <laughs> older <laughs> once again. Thank God. Um, and, you know, winter birthdays are tricky, but I did a little ice skating birthday party which I did in elementary school as well. <laughs> and it was still just as fun. I had a really good time. And um, oh, my law school friends and the non-law school, just St. Louis friends I made are just really lovely people. And it was a cozy, cozy time. Um, did they make what you else? a cake? I actually, I told everyone I was going to provide like cupcakes and soda because I was concerned that the just being at like this random outdoor skating rink with a cake and having to like cut it and use yeah. and like all this trash and stuff. It was like really the cupcake kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Okay. School is going really well. This is definitely the most fun semester. Choosing money laundering over family law was 100% the right choice for me. It's so fun working. I was assigned a really good group I'm in a group of four and it's like really funny how group work is nice when everyone is really easygoing and has a good work ethic. It's pretty rare, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say um, it's like a unicorn situation. Yeah, but it's kind of giving me hope for working full time, like in an actual scenario, like a work setting where I'm going to be working with other people. I'm like, oh, yeah, this doesn't have to be bad. This could be a really positive experience. I like this. And just following a fake money trail is great. Um, what else? Also, speaking of work, I've been doing a lot of, like, quote-unquote productive procrastination mm. by shopping for professional clothes on ThreadUp. ThreadUp? I am not familiar. It's an online... It, it's like an online consignment store. It okay. bills itself as an online thrift store, but the prices do not connote thrift um, in my mind. And the thing is, like, it feels productive, and then I get the clothes and then try them on, and they don't fit exactly how I want them. So it's a huge waste of time and money. I mean, they do accept returns. <laughs> but I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> so I recommend, like, only buying clothes that you, like, already know that brand and sizing. But anyways, uh, let's see. Um, what else am I doing? Oh, I've been – I signed up with some friends who run a lecture series to give a lecture on foraging to make myself like really get into it as like a side project from law school. And so I made this like 100 slide long slideshow and like made a tasting menu of all these forage things. So that was a really nice side project. And I got to eat acorns for the first time after processing them for a while and stuff. So that was really fun. I can share, listeners, I can share this slideshow. If anyone's interested, just send me, send an email to, or like on the. Okay, wait, I have a question. 
Yeah. I saw on your Instagram that you had made a dinner entirely from foraged material. What was on that menu? Okay. So, um, yeah, I served Ellie and Ebony, two law school classmates who literally put their lives in my hands by <laughs> allowing me to serve them. They were like the taste testers who reported to the people who were tuning into the lecture about how they liked the foraged foods. Um, but Ellie's post wasn't a hundred percent correct because everything had foraged things in it, but I didn't restrict the menu to only foraged ingredients. Oh, okay. I used butter and flour and stuff. Um, so on the menu, we had pine needle tea, hold on, um, chickweed salad, plantain chips, not plantains like the bananas, plantains like broadleaf plantain leaves, um, a like rice bake that had henbit and purple dead nettle. I had some wild onions with the tops of the wild onions I put into butter to make like kind of chive whipped butter and then the mm. the bottoms that had looked like little onions I like pickled those uh I made bread with wild yeast and acorn cookies acorn jelly ginkgo nuts roasted um and then with the juniper I tried to make gin but we did a blind taste testing Ellie uh, Ebony doesn't like gin but Ellie was like yes I will try both the store-bought gin and the like Lydia made gin and she uh -huh. was not fooled for a moment. She thought oh. one was real gin, but she liked mine better. So it was a lose win. Um, <laughs> that was really fun. And it's like, I've been trying to go on walks. Oh yeah. My, one of my updates related to going on walks is that I've been using this thing called step bet to make myself move more in the winter. And I will say it is a very interesting, like, it could be something that could be good for law students who like need to have external motivation to like leave their desks. Wait, can I guess oh. what the, what the structure yeah. is? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So are you, it sounds like you're setting up a bet against yourself. Yes. And maybe you like put your debit card information in and you set a step goal. And if you don't hit the goal, it like you, you end up having to like pay a dollar or something. It's really, really similar to that. So you pay $10 up front and based on your step history, they set the step goal for you. But I think it's really reasonable. Um, like they have mine at like 7,000 steps a day because I literally was not moving <laughs> in the dead of winter. And then if you meet the goal, you are guaranteed to get your $10 back. But what, like if there's people who don't make their step goal, then like the pot of money from the people who don't make their goal is distributed between the people who do make their goal. So I made $2 on my first step bet in addition to the $10 and then $1.80 on my second. So I was like, okay, let's go. That's that just actually external, pretty... that's like enough of the external motivation that I need. <laughs> if I could bet more than $10, I probably would honestly, because the return on investment is huge. Percent. Wow, that sounds not, yeah. I need step bet. Okay. The other day, and I'm, I actually had this on my talking points for today, but the other day, um, I was just curious about what my daily steps had been. And yeah. of course, like you have to remember, like, I'm not carrying my phone with me whenever I'm moving around. Right. But like mm -hmm. last year, my average step per day was like 8,000 something. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, this year, so this is what, pardon me, I'll just say for the last seven days, my average is uh, 1.1 mile of walking for the entire day. Wow. How that's many like, like, I think that's like 2,000 steps. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, hey, you know, it's just a really short period of time in your life, though. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's the actual breakdown. In the month of January, I averaged 1,436 steps per day. Holy crap. I'm telling you, this is like, (sighs) this experience has wreaked havoc on me. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear about it, but I only have a couple more updates. Okay. Well, since we were on steps, I just had to bring it up, but you keep going. Yeah. No. Um, but but don't get stuck in until after the bar exam, obviously. Like, don't add any more. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you only have that in two days, so obviously. Uh, I'm doing a, a new volunteering activity. It's confidential for the safety of the people involved. But loyal follower, follower Chantal is involved. And it's I think it's going to be really great. Um, and I just encourage listeners to, like, do something outside of yourself in law school um, just to get out of that rat race com- competition mentality. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Reddit user FountainPen88, who said that they liked the podcast. FountainPen88, you rock. Thank you so much. How did you find this? Oh, I was uh, posting on Reddit about um, Wash You denying. Um, accommodations to students who are immunocompromised and wanted to join classes remotely. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that's oh, great. Our Twitter, our Twitter reposted about it as well. But yes. yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like they responded. They liked the pod. I was like, oh. um, okay, two more things. One thing, this is really random, but it's something that I discovered since our last podcast. So mm-hmm. You might know I like going to estate sales. And I was like, when before I moved to New York and have to downsize, like, what if I host an estate sale? So I like, as I went to go buy a Dutch oven at this estate sale, <laughs> I talked to the person there and I was like, I have all this stuff. It's not fancy, but like, it's a lot of like random stuff that I really want to part with before I leave. And it would be cool to get some money from it and like, have people come take it away for me so I don't have to do like loads and loads to goodwill or whatever. And she was like, well, if you're still living there an estate sale is not the best option, but we do offer this service. That's like a buyout. And what we do is she will come to my house, everything that I I'll point out everything that I want to keep and everything that I want to sell. And there's obviously some things here that are, are neither. They just belong to the apartment, like the fridge. But, um, then she like is will be like facetiming with this like wholesaler or whatever i don't understand this like side industry that i had never heard of but she was like then we offer a one price like take it or leave it for everything and if you say yes then we schedule a time for people to just come take all of it at once and give you the money and i was like okay that's amazing for me in this scenario i'm sure it's pennies on the dollar for what the stuff is worth but it's honestly like a service in my opinion so and like the money would just be like a small benefit if well, i that, get and you what would you'd probably be like 
I don't know, giving it to some friends, but like taking a lot of it to Goodwill anyway. So, oh my gosh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I actually recently tried to post some stuff on Good uh, Facebook Marketplace, and it's such a hassle. Like the stuff that really seems like I would like to get some money from it is such a hassle to actually sell. So, mm. that is something that if you're listening and you're about to move to go to law school this fall, or if you're about to graduate and move out, like check out estate sales in your region. They might have a service like that that could make your life easier. Um, and then my last like hi is that Billy just found out he got best oral advocate at the Spong Moot Court competition, which just ended this weekend. Billy. So that's today, which is so cool. Oh my gosh. As a person, as a Spong alumni, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like really appreciate how, how treasured that award is and like how hard it would be to win it. Oh my goodness. I know his, his team didn't make it. And so I think he didn't, I don't think he realized that you could get like an individual award like that if the team doesn't advance to the end. So that was just like a really nice surprise and something that was really cool. That's awesome. Congratulations to our loyal follower, Billy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's all of my really random hodgepodge. I don't really have any deep lows, so I'm going to count my Deep lows. Woo. <laughs> or any really off air. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> I don't have any like relevant lows. So I am now all ears. Everything that's been randomly in my life is, has been now spoken. Yeah, Megan, what, how have things been? Oh, gosh. Um, how have you yeah. been eating? How have I been what? Eating. Eating. Since our last, yeah, well, since yeah. our last uh, episode aired, um, I've probably consumed. I think Reasonable Aunt Kathy wants to know. Yeah, Reasonable Aunt Kathy definitely has a vested interest in how my nutrition is. Um Shout out to Reasonable Aunt Kathy uh, for sending me a $50 Grubhub gift card. Oh, Put that, that is good really use. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, on Friday night, Adam and I got delivery, uh, and it was just banging. Wow. It was so good. It was perfectly timed, too. Um, is Friday night when you kind of, like, started tapering off? So, yeah, that's a good question. Um, like an elite athlete, I began tapering <laughs> uh, <laughs> about five days ago. So last weekend, or rather last Friday and Saturday, so this was like nine days ago, um, I did a final mock bar exam. Um, and then once I did that, uh, I began tapering after that. Like I was like, okay. You know, I've done now two mock bar exams. Um, wow. I've done like 2,500 multiple choice questions. Wow. Done I mean, seriously, I've probably done close to, if I was ballparking, I've probably done between 60 and 75 essays. Wow. Like, there's just nothing. <laughs> like, if I don't know it now, I don't know it, you know? Like when you were talking about um, consignment, consignment stores and thread up, yeah. it triggered this thought in my head about secured transactions and okay. how there's like a very specific rule for consignments 
and purchase money security interests. And I can't remember. Wow, it. you're a fucking pro. No, oh. I'm not though. I can't remember it. Like, I just know that it exists. And I'm like, well, I'll maybe try to reread that. But like, it hasn't stuck in my head because it's like such a little thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of like the overall vibe. Like I've done, I have put in so much honest work. I have put in the, like, I do not feel like I cut a single corner on this. Um, and you know what? There's just some shit I'm not going to know. Like the consignment thing. For yeah. secure transactions. Like I'm probably just not going to know that, but you also just make up the rule, you know, it might not you know, there's up. supposed to be a rule. So, right. And like, I could, I could muscle my way through a secure transactions essay. If something came up about consignments, like I could say, I could talk about if the interest was perfected. I could talk about if it was attached, what? like that stuff I could tell you about, but like these niche niche rules. Oh man. Okay. But before I like go down just a rabbit hole of talking, I do have like some things I want to say. So okay, first yeah, of all, yeah. I want to give a shout out to a person who I don't think has ever listened to this podcast or knows it exists. And I don't know Ooh. this person and they don't know me, but Whoa. on Twitter, their handle is can panic now at can panic now. <laughs> and they have been prepping for the February bar too. Um, and every single day, just about for like the last month, um, I'm assuming I, I don't know pronouns, so I'm just going to say they. Um, okay. They have been tweeting the funniest stuff. I mean, it's like, I it's so cathartic to, to, to read what they're saying because it's yeah. exactly the stuff that I'm thinking. They're just like taking the time to write it down for like the masses. So yesterday, yes, yesterday they tweeted, this like put me on my ass. I was laughing so hard. I was cackling, just tired. They tweeted yesterday, Quote, four days until the bar exam, just learned mens rea applies to women. Absolutely sick. <laughs> like, like oh. a couple weeks yes, ago, they, they that's tweeted, hilarious. A couple weeks ago, they tweeted, like, two weeks to the bar exam. And then in little, like, stars, it was, like, squints at screen. What is the Supreme Court? <laughs> i I just i don't know like the algorithm of twitter brought us together and i've been just slightly better because of it um so thank you can panic now whoever you are yes um (laughs) applies to women absolutely sick that's so funny And then, of course, there are some people that are like, of course it applies to women. Like, are you sure you want to take the bar? Shut <laughs> up. Oh and it my was like, gosh. are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, just come on. Um, yeah. Okay. So another random little thought I had was that uh, I'm taking the bar on 2-22-22. Cool. I'm like, is it a good omen? I Absolutely. am not a person who relies on angel numbers or signs, right? What are but- angel numbers? I'm not totally sure. Like I've known people that are into it. Like I think God do not quote me on this. I'm sure there's someone who's going to listen to this and say like, this woman knows nothing about angel numbers and it's true. Um, Yeah. But I've always heard it come up in the context of like, if you see a number over and over and over again, it's the angels that are trying to give you like a sign about something. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. So I just kind of out of curiosity looked up what two 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 would be as an angel number yeah and um it said the the angel number website said that two 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 
is a message from the angels that your quest to find balance will soon bear fruit. Oh, sweet. Yeah, without a doubt, we all desire a balanced life where we don't have to feel that everything is falling apart. If you see two, 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 two everywhere, the angels are urging you to trust them that everything will soon be okay. You know what? I say it doesn't matter if you believe in angel numbers. Just believe it for this instance. Just take it, you know? Why not? Yeah, I like it. Let's roll yeah, with it. Yeah, absolutely. Never mind the fact that every living being on planet Earth will also be experiencing 2-22-22. They're not doing <laughs> something important on that day necessarily, though. That's right. All the bar takers should pass the bar um, this this time around because of 2-22-22, obviously. Okay, the only thing that scares me about that is if everyone passes the bar, they're going to make the bar so much harder. But that's something for me to worry about, not you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only yeah. time you're taking it so yeah it's okay we're we're both gonna pass the bar and it's not gonna be a make or break situation we're just gonna be fine yep. um okay i do well i know earlier i said i don't really have highs or lows i've just like been maintaining like this state of constant like panic and then being okay and panic and being okay but i do actually have a low okay um, you're <laughs> not gonna this is like so beyond reason i don't understand we got our list of bar exam protocol from the North Carolina Board of Law Examiners. And I was reading through it, just familiarizing myself. And, you know, I have to, this is kind of a sidebar. Whenever I get stuff like this, it just amps my anxiety up. Like, oh, yeah. The fact that I have to remember all of the laws, but then also remember where to park is so right, offensive right, right. to me. Uh, yeah. And they give you they have they give you like a map of the fairgrounds and they're like circling the building like you are here like get here at this time like check in here and I'm yeah. like oh my god can someone just come pick me up from my hotel and like yeah. take me there like I am but flesh and bone and law like I could not <laughs> like I don't know how to drive a vehicle like I don't know how to eat I don't know how to like just take <sighs> put my flesh and bones into the seat and then let it do the typey thing so that I can pass the thing. Are they doing the thing like the LSAT where like you have to somehow not have your phone? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. They haven't provided lockers for that. This is always so odd to me. It's like, well, what if you need to Uber there? How do you back? Yeah. I think (laughs) it's just like, you don't Uber there. Um, Just so I know. So limiting. It, it, anyway. it is so limiting and like, ooh, if you think the, if you think not being able to have your phone turned off in a bag, like out of your wingspan is limiting. Let me tell you the most wild bar exam protocol that I have ever heard of. Oh God. So we have to get there at 7 a.m., which is already homophobic. Like, no, thanks. Don't do this to us. I'll just not be a lawyer. So yeah, it's like, you know what? Never mind. Uh, I'm good. So we have to get there at 7 a.m. And the test doesn't start until 9 a.m. And the bathrooms are closed. What? They will not open the bathrooms until the test starts. Why? I know. What? I, when I read that, I was like, this is unconscionable. Absolutely. Like, first of all, you expect us to be there at 7 a.m., Right, which is like early, fine, I can get over it, but that means I have to wake up at four if I want to like really feel like caffeinated and like the brain fog has burned off and like, yeah, 
you know, and like, what if I have to pee? It's like, okay, like I have to wake up at four, drink a bunch of water, have coffee and like use the bathroom before I leave the hotel room at 6.30 a.m. This just okay, is like- this is also, also, this is sexist because a guy can just pee outside. I mean, it would be bad to get caught and <laughs> have to deal with that, but it's still way easier to right. do it. Right. And like, <laughs> I was like, Am I going to, I mean, I'm joking, but like, do I wear a diaper? Like, what's my, are you, you allowed know? to go outside and come back in? Like, could you bring one of those, like, kind of porta potties for road trip things? Like, in I don't your know. Car? I don't know if you're, I just assume that, like, once you have been given your ID badge, you can't go anywhere. Like, they own you for the next. What the hell? I'm trying yeah. to think of every loophole. I, it's just, it's so insane to me. Um, yeah. That cannot be right. Yeah. And so I, I was texting with my friend about this and he was like, oh, I heard, you know, Elon rented a room at the fairgrounds. So like, maybe we can use the bathrooms there. And I'm like, <gasps> maybe? Yeah. What, what if you're, okay, fine. <laughs> like, even still, even if that's true, like, great, great for me, great for my bladder. What if, like, you are a person who moved to North Carolina and just needs to take the bar exam and you don't have the benefit of being supported by, like, the staff of a law school and you're just a person with a bladder who needs to pee? Right. On top of that, they make the test so intensely time-pressured that, like, the idea of getting up to use the bathroom in the middle of an MPT is insane. I've, there's right. never been a scenario that I have finished an MPT with time to spare. In fact, I've never fully finished one. Like, well, I have. I mean, you know, like you, I, I, I have 10 minutes left and I'm like, all right, I need to stop being so verbose. I'm just going to slap a conclusion on this thing, clean up the formatting and move on. Right. Okay. But yeah. there's like never a scenario in which I could imagine taking even a two minute break to go pee. <sighs> yeah. This okay. is, I mean... Gosh, they they got to have people, like, pushing back. Uh, also, just the idea of it being in a fairground. I'm sorry. Just open, yeah. the, open the bathroom. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do they think people are going to do? Like, go talk to each other in the bathroom? Something they could do outside of the bathroom as well? Like, I have, yeah, I they don't They think know. they're going to go right on the bathroom stall? Well, then just have someone go check it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, but also... Dang, if you're relying on somebody writing, I don't know, like, the elements of adverse possession on the wall of a bathroom, you're probably going to fail the bar exam. Like, right, you right. You just need to, like, yeah. know that stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah come on. Oh, oh, God. Okay. So that's my low. I'm done ranting that's about a huge it. huge low. I mean, look, I see why you don't have the time or bandwidth to push back against them. But can I email them and be like, what are the options? This is unacceptable. <laughs> Please feel okay. free. Listen, yeah, I'll send you the email with the listeners protocol. Listeners are not can... taking the bar in two days. Please join me in this. This is something that should not happen. Period. <laughs> yeah. This is already hard enough. Like now it, there's biological. They're weaponizing my own biology against me. <laughs> this is just unconscionable. Yeah, this is unconscionable. Oh, God. So, yeah, now I have to add, you know, uh, strategically 
hydrating to my list of concerns along with where I park and all of those things. Um, okay, but all of that, I do actually have a more structured like bar, big picture bar prep takeaways. Okay. Um, that might be helpful or funny or resonate. I don't know. Um, so for those of you who are listening, who maybe don't know or have forgotten which bar prep company I went with, I did Themis. Um, I was a Themis rep, so I got it for free. I could not more highly recommend doing it that way. Um, Ashlyn's a Themis bar rep too. Ashley, Ashlyn is? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, it's a good Best. program. Um, I found it to be really, really uh, user-friendly and intuitive. They had like real life humans calling me to check in. Um, and these real life humans not only were calling to just generally check in, but they had like peeked into the stuff that I'd been doing and had some tips and tricks for, you know, maximizing points in certain areas, things like that. Great. Yeah. Um, so I, I did generally, I kind of really liked the structure of studying for the bar. Like you knew exactly what you were supposed to do any given day. Um, that said, I, I kind of broke this down into like what my expectation was and what the reality was. Mm -hmm. So like, okay. I, I like that format. Right. Yeah. Expectation versus reality. Like any me yeah. on the internet ever. My expectation for bar prep generally was that I was just going to stick to the program really strictly. This, okay. this, the reality was it was almost impossible to do that. I only know of one person who did a hundred percent of the program that Whoa. they were doing. Did they start um, early? I actually don't know when they started, but knowing them, it wouldn't surprise me if they started just a, a, a touch early. Okay. Um, the way that Themis is structured we were all supposed to start on, I think, December 13th. And if you followed their program to a T, like did not deviate at all, you would finish 100% by the bar. The thing with that is like, it doesn't take, I mean, I, I mean this so sincerely, like it does not take into account that you are doing anything else. Like right. you cannot have a day where half of the day you're like doing laundry and running errands. Like you will fall <laughs> behind. Um and so, you know, wow. I started off this program and each day I was prescribed like, I think like 1.5% of the overall program. It's like, okay, you're supposed to complete 1.5% of the Themis work today. And slowly but surely like, over the weeks, you know, I would like not study for a day because I went to, um, uh, where, where did I go? See, like my brain doesn't work anymore. Cape Cod. I went to Cape Cod. And so when I got back, it was like, okay, now you're supposed to do 1.8% every day. And you're like, okay, well, the difference between 1.5% and 1.8% is like four hours of work. Um, also on top of that, it's not taking into account anything extra that you yourself have decided to do to help you retain that information. So for hmm. me, right, like I retain information... Yeah, by writing out my own flashcards. Themis doesn't have anything built in where they're like, okay, now spend an hour making flashcards. So I will say I here, you know what? I can I can look this up. I like tried my hardest. I like did all the stuff I was prescribed to do for the most part. Um I'm logging in now and I can tell you. I finished my bar prep 
having done 72.6%. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. And I did, I read all the outlines. I did every essay exam. I did every practice exam. Um, but I did not watch all the lectures because I did not find them super, super helpful. Mm. Um, and I didn't finish all the multiple choice questions that they have because that would be really, really difficult to do. Yeah. 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 So, so that's kind of like my diagnostic. Like I maybe took seven days off total, um, which would put me a week behind where they want me to be, which is kind of reflected in the, in like my percentage. So Take that with a grain of salt for whatever it's worth. Um, okay, another expectation I had was that I was going to just study from like, here's here's my thing. Lydia, you know I'm not a late night person. Right. I function so much better in the morning. So mm. I was like, okay, if I know me, I'm betting I'm going to wake up at like 5.30, have some coffee, get to work at 6, go from like 6 to 10, take a good long break, then get back to it around like 1 p.m. and maybe maybe go until like 6 or 7. Um, that was my expectation. My reality was that I could not do that because I was sleeping so much more than I usually do. Mm. I was sleeping in until like – I have been sleeping in until about 8 a.m. every day because um, my brain just like needs that time yeah. to like – process what I've done to it the yeah. day before. Yeah. Yeah. And um at first I was feeling a little down on myself, but but I, you know I still got for the most part like I still got all of my work done. I just didn't get it done in the way that I thought it was going to get done. Okay. Yeah. So release releasing myself of any guilt about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um okay, next expectation was oh, yeah, okay. So before entering bar prep Everybody who was advising me and my classmates said, you know, it is absolutely necessary to maintain a healthy routine during this time to be successful. Like, yeah. it's okay to take 30-minute walks. You know, you still want to make sure you're, like, eating the way that you normally do, exercising the way you normally do. Like, don't... Despite there being no time to do that. <laughs> right, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know what? I think that that, that they were trying to push back on the idea that there's no time to do that. Like, oh. like it is, it is imperative that you do that. So that way, when you are doing the work, you are more successful in doing the work. Right. Um, yeah. And like one of our professors who heads up the bar program, she always said like, this is not the time to like change your routine at all. Like if you are a person who eats cake for dinner, like keep eating cake for dinner. Like, <laughs> do not change anything, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so in reality, I just, like, have to laugh at this because I am hands down the most blob-like and out of, like, emotional and physical shape that I've ever been in my entire life. Like, oh. This, I usually, like, I love exercise. Like, I do, yeah. I am a person who, like, goes on runs and walks, like, every day. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. You don't I, need stuff that. Like I don't. Me. Yeah, like I didn't exactly right. I have not done. I did not do any of that until just this last week. Um, and you're probably like, oh shit, this isn't like boating very well for you. But I have to say, like in general, I mean, aside from like definitely 
having like gained weight and looking very pasty. Like <laughs> I'm not like feeling bad, you know, I'm not in like a bad mental place. I feel really, really, really good about my preparation. Um, but it did come at a, at a price of like not keeping up with my own wellness routines or my friendships or anything like that. Like, oh, but I just had, you, you have to keep it in perspective. It's only 10 weeks. Like you can do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, if, and, and also I think this is a good point too, to remind anybody who's listening to this, that we don't know how the bar exam is going to go for me. So maybe this is all just like a horrible harbinger for like oh, no, something no. bad to come. But I, but I, I would be very surprised. Um, all of that to say, this is, yeah, you, you really have to throw everything you've got behind this. Um, that's just my feeling. Mm. Um, okay. Next expectation. I thought that at the end of my bar prep day, I was just going to want to completely zone out, like maybe watch some reality yeah. TV. Um, in reality, all my, this is actually probably the craziest thing that I realized. Okay. I, all my brain wants to do is like puzzles and games at the end of the Whoa, day. Whoa, that's yeah. so brain intensive i know i have no patience for movies or tv like sitting and watching a screen oh. is the last thing i want to do because it's like all i do all day right so i need oh, to so like puzzles like on paper or something like puzzles on paper oh, puzzle. oh, oh, oh i was thinking word puzzles and number puzzles no which I used i'm talking about like, like talking jigsaw about, oh. puzzles oh okay that's nice. Yeah. That's so cozy. That's a great end of day activity. Yeah. Like I, I did a thousand piece puzzle with Adam in like three days every night. Wow. I would get done around, I would get done around like six or seven and then we would just jam on this puzzle until well, there were the night that we finished it. We were up until 1am doing this puzzle. Wow. These were so into it. Um, well, I'm glad Adam is just joining you in whatever you need. <laughs> as we speak, he is like, the best partner i'm keeping my voice down so he can't hear me because oh. we don't want him getting a big head but <laughs> he he is making me like this big send-off meal um yeah. he the other day found a bunch of cookbooks at a local thrift store bookstore called mckay's if you're in greensboro you have to check it out mm -hmm. um and he asked me to pick like, he was like, look through these cookbooks and pick, like, the meal you want me to make. Your send-off meal. Um, and so he's in the other he's in the other room. He went, like, special grocery shopping for it. Uh, yeah. That makes me so happy Super to do Super pumped. <laughs> yeah. And can you share the menu? Oh, that? absolutely, yeah. Um, so I ended up picking uh, a pot roast by Ina Garden. Um and it has like whipped mashed potatoes. Oh and, yes. Oh my god, the mashed potatoes alone. Um, and uh on the side he's making these like baked beans that looked really good. Um yeah. But he went to us he went to the butcher and like had them like give him a special cut of meat, like he wouldn't take wow. what was in the case. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Adam going pumped. above and beyond. I know. I know that you don't eat meat, but this is especially I'm me. still touched by how, by the the idea of you choosing it and him doing all the work. I mean, that's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. He's been very kick-ass because I've been less than kick-ass. Um, so, 
we applaud Adam. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I just have a few more expectations versus. Oh yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, okay. So my expectation was that I was going to need to remember all the rules for everything exactly as they were conveyed to me. Mm-hmm. Like everybody says, you have to know the black letter law, which is absolutely true. You do need to know the black letter law. When I'm trying to debunk, what I find the reality to be is that as long as you could convey the black letter law in a way that like makes sense for you, you're probably going to get full credit. Really? I think so. Yeah. So like I've been, so Themis has great essay graders, uh-huh. um, like real people who will read your work and then, you know, tell you what you would get on the bar if you were to like submit this as your answer. Great. And I've been getting passing scores and like, here's an example. I feel I felt that this warranted an example. Okay. So you might see the black letter law conveyed to you like this. Okay. A valid will is created when, one, a testator has testamentary intent, two, they sign a writing, and three, that signature is witnessed by two disinterested people, right? Okay. That might be the way that, like, Themis is putting the black letter law down on paper, Instead, you could probably still get full credit if you said something like, if a testator signs a will with present testamentary intent and the signature is witnessed by two people who don't stand to inherit anything, the will is likely uh, valid. Okay. Okay. And like, yeah, that's me, a little bit more freeing to not have to do the exact words. Yeah, like there was, I think that was a big breakthrough for me. Like as lo- like the way that I said it has everything in there. Um, and, you know, I probably on test day would put like a one, two, three, just to make it as easy for the grader as possible to like see that I get all the elements. But like, if you can talk about it, you can probably put it on, on the page. Um, And once I kind of like freed myself, like I was getting really down on myself. Like, how could I forget that this wasn't like the first element of the three or like whatever. Yeah. Um, That was really helpful for me. That, that, Sounds nice because you just have to remember what it means instead of like what it says, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And really, when you're doing the essays, it seems to me like the easier you can make it for the greater, the easier it is for you. And so, like, I was chatting with my friend about this. We were talking about a torts question, and like, torts is really, really elemental. Yeah. But there's there's like a deeper elemental level. So you have like the deeper elemental level of duty, breach, causation, and damages. And then laid on top of that, you have the element of whatever tort you're talking about. And so sometimes in an essay, you'll come, you'll, you'll feel a bit of a tension when you're doing your analysis. You're like, shit, do I structure this essay around like duty, breach, causation, and damages? Or do I structure it around like, if we're going to do defamation, like, you know, whether or not the statement was published. And so, right. um, yeah, I've like, I, I, I feel like I've figured out if you can put like, if let's say defamation was the issue, you could say like, the issue is whether the statement, the, the like alleged defamatory statement was published. And then you would put that bold underlined period. And then like the essay grader is like, oh, okay, they get that. Like the issue here is that okay, the nice. thing may or may not have been published. And then you don't have to do like, you know, duty uh, everybody owes a duty of reasonable care to everyone else. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they breached the duty when they allegedly wrote the defamatory thing or whatever. Um, I yeah. duty so, causation damages is only for negligence. But it's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Neg- but I see no, what yeah. you mean. 
where no, like yeah, you're right. I just I, I had defamation on the brain because you had said defamation earlier. But yeah, you're oh, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I hear you. And like defamation, they they like love to test defamation on these MBE questions for some reason. I guess it can often be like a gray area issue. So it's a good like test. Whereas like battery is like, well, did it happen or not? Right. <laughs> That's my guess. Right. A lot of the times I see battery questions um, that will, like, the only essays I've gotten with battery usually have to do something with, like, uh, like agency, like, respondeat superior, like, whether or not this, like, agent was acting in the scope of their employment when they battered this person, and can, like, the principal be liable for the agent's actions if they were acting within the scope of employment? Yeah. Anywho. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. You really are sounding like a pro, Megan. I know you're going to just pass it. You're going to walk out of there just feeling great. You're going to be like, I got this. And then you're going to get those scores and it's going to be so great. Here's the hope. Yeah. Um, my expectation. How do you feel like your classmates are doing? Like, are y'all in like kind of a nice commiseration thing or do you, are you just like, I'm, I need to focus all my energy on me. You know, I, I really only talk to like two or three classmates about the bar. And from those two or three classmates, we're all very much like in the same boat. Um, yeah. And like, I would say we're all people that like performed at about the same level in law school. And we're all pretty much performing at the same level on these like bar prep questions. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it feels okay. I, I was hoping my expectation was that I was going to feel like a hundred percent confident going into this. Um, but in reality, I feel like 85% confident. <laughs> You're 85% confident at this moment. And then when you get that adrenaline going, that's going to top you off. Oh my gosh. Sure. My, my friend, Zach, he said, um, you know, like I'm nervous, but I think on the day, like adrenaline and bullshit are going to carry me through. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, it, like if you get a question, Brittany, Brittany, shout out Brittany. She For sent Jonathan? me like the most mind boggling property and secured transactions essay question the other day. And I was like, wow, if I was confronted with this on the park, I think I would, I would pee my pants <laughs> because I have to pee really bad because I can't pee before check-in. But I like really I mean this is like a very hard question um and you know what you we might get a really hard question but like the bar exam is curved <laughs> and so mm. if it's really hard then it's probably gonna I mean, be really hard for everyone else too. so there's someone who would have gotten passing but because they cap it that person doesn't oh I don't know about that no I all okay. I was reading online was that like they they do some sort of calculation once everybody's like raw scores are in okay. and then i think they like move like like a curve they kind of move things up i don't know huh. i don't i i'm not going to pretend to know how it works okay cool yeah all That's... i know is i just have to get 270 points or more okay yeah and that'll be that which is roughly 65% right this is the email that i sent to the to info at ncbla.org. Hello. Can you clarify bathroom ability at the fairgrounds before the start of the February bar exam? It sounds from the instructions like there is no access until the exam begins 
despite needing to arrive two hours before the start of the exam. Yep. I'm sure this is a misunderstanding on my part. Thank you, Lydia. So wow. if anyone else wants to... <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they, they'll, they're going to have to respond tomorrow. Tuesday's not going to cut it. Right. So, God. I mean, I'll I follow. hope I'm wrong. <laughs> But I definitely like double checked it against other people's understanding and other people. Oh God, like, look, I'm sure message. it's not a misunderstanding, but I like phrasing it like that to be like, there's no way this could possibly be correct. Right. So I'm sure it's an error on my part. Oh my but, God. Uh, okay. Well, I'm, yeah, there's going to, there's got to be those questions like that that make you want to pee, but you just <laughs> got to bullshit it. <laughs> bullshit okay. and adrenaline. We're doing it. Well, oh. my. One of my friends, Caitlin, who is um, a delight, shout out to Caitlin. She was like, I think I'm going to start studying for the bar exam early. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. I just want to enjoy my last moments being a, being a student. But now hearing you, I'm like, is Caitlin onto something? Is this like, or is that like too much? Is it even possible to like really know. start? Like, I will say that there have been times in this process that I've thought to myself, I wish I had more time. Um, Like yesterday and the day before I was feeling like, oh, damn, I wish I had just a little more time. But honestly, I don't know if it would really make much of a difference because Mm. if you just if you know the basics, you're probably going to do okay. And you have to know a little more than the basics, like know the, know the black letter law, know the exceptions, be able to like muster your way through and uh, some essay questions. But yeah, I don't, I don't know that I wouldn't necessarily benefit from more time. Like say that there's a class like that I didn't take in law school, crim pro for me, for me. Is it, does it, is it, does it make sense to like listen to the intro videos on Quimby in my free time or something like that? Or just like, wait, um, you know, for crimp crimp is pretty straightforward. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> really, like you just kind of have to know the fourth, fifth, and sixth amendment. Hmm. Um, you know, fourth amendment, search and seizure, fifth yeah. amendment, Miranda rights, sixth amendment, right to counsel and when it attaches. And if you know that stuff, and like they'll present that info to you pretty straightforwardly in the bar prep materials. Okay. And I did take Crim Pro, and I found it to be way more straightforward in the bar prep materials. And it was already a pretty oh, straightforward great. class. Nice. Um, okay, cool. The the one secured transactions has been hard. Like, not because my brain just doesn't really work like that to begin with. Um, yeah, I haven't learned anything about secured transactions. Oh. It's kind of like the clap back to Article 2 UCC and contracts. It's like... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like Article Nine just wants to keep trans secured transactions out of like contract land. Like mm. there's like a different set of rules. You know, it's kind of boring. Um, okay, kind of like when you're selling land, it's not really a contract because it's property law. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like the UCC doesn't apply to the sale of land. The common law applies to the sale of land. Um, right. I just mean in the fact that it's not a contract. Right. Yeah. And like the thing with secure transactions too, is like, you're, you're really talking about debtors and creditors. So Mm -hmm. like, if your brain doesn't really work like that, like mine, you want to probably give yourself a little extra time. Like I drilled myself on secured transaction essays this, this Mm -hmm. last week. 
Um, okay. And even still, like when you brought up the consignment, I was like, damn, I know that that's a rule. But I oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's all about figuring out who has priority in collateral. Okay. <laughs> Just such a boring statement. That is really boring. Yeah. <laughs> Sounding. Yeah. Who has priority in the collateral? Okay. Next. Oh. Um, okay. My last expectation versus reality is that my expectation was that by the conclusion of my studies, um, like in a certain topic, I was going to be getting uh-huh. at least like 70 to 75% of the MBE questions, right? Right. Um, what I mean by that is, and I think this, this goes for all bar prep courses, they'll like give you a set, like you'll open up your computer and it's like, okay, to do today we're doing civil procedure and you'll watch all the lectures for civil procedure. You'll do like little practice questions and then they'll give you a set of like 34 MBE questions. Mm. And, um, you know, I started, you start off kind of rough, like most people are scoring in like the 50 to 60% range. Um, and I was like, oh, surely by like my fifth set of 34, I'll be getting like 70%, right? Easily. Yeah. Um, I found kind of across the board, but more in CivPro than anywhere else. My scores were just going down. The more questions I was doing, my score was just dropping. That's terrifying. It was terrifying. And so two weeks ago, two weeks ago, right? This is like, but 14 days ago, I lost my mind. I did my last civil procedure set of 34 questions and I got 49% right. Um, and I like, this is at like 9am. Like it was the first thing I did that day. And I just like uh-huh. stood up and I paced and I like was kind of like crying. Like I felt like a, like a toddler who was having a meltdown. Yeah. Like I, was, I was like angry and scared and stressed and sad all at once. It was a really bizarre cocktail of emotions yeah. Um, and I was like actually pacing. Like I was like, what? How could they possibly how? How? And you know, I I stopped studying for the rest of the day because I like couldn't get my shit together. I like could not come back from yeah. it. I was like, I only have two weeks before the exam. I'm gonna fail. Like that's a really hard feeling to, <sighs> to stomach. Yeah. But then later that day, I get an email from Themis that is like, I'm sure that they must do this to everybody, like at that point in the studies because they were like, so you might be asking yourself why everything feels very, very hard. Um, It's because it's not a fair fight. Like our software is very smart and it knows what your weak areas are. And we're just drilling you on those until you start getting it right. Oh, Um, And like this last set of Civ Pro questions, I was getting, I mean, Lydia, they weren't asking me questions about like whether or not a court has subject matter jurisdiction over an issue. They were like, okay, how many days between like the initial discovery conference and like the disclosure of an expert witness do you have? Is it 21, 30, 28, or 14? And you're like, what are you talking about? It was like these nitty gritty little, like you have to know the exact number of days rules. Um, yeah. And so that, that made me feel a lot better. I was like, okay, my expectation was that I was going to finish strong. And in reality, I was actually finishing like very weak by the end of all of these question sets. But then when I took the practice exams, I was scoring at or slight, slightly above the average. And like, that's just the game of it. Like they're going to break you down so that they can build you back up again. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I I was so beside myself two Saturdays ago. I was like not in a good place. <laughs> that's understandable. I mean, gosh, because if you didn't know that that's what was happening. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I, I like kind of suspected it, but then of course I'm like, no, you're just an idiot and you're going to fail. That's like where my head went. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that kind of concludes my expectations versus reality. And now I just have to get my quart size clear plastic Ziploc together <laughs> with my photo uh, <laughs> ID, my admission ticket, um, face mask, you know, the usual. Can you have a snack? I'm guessing not. Nope. You have to do the, oh man. No snacks for you. No. And how long is it? Like, Three hours, and then you get a two-hour break for lunch, and then three hours, and then you repeat. Okay, the next so you day. have, you just can't have food in the room, but you have a break for lunch. Okay, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> At the fairground. At the fairground. It just sounds absurd. Yeah, yeah. I down. I opened up ExamSoft today. That's where the bar exam is administered through that software, right. and. I was just making sure it was all working just fine. And it was like, ooh, you need eight gigs of disk space in order for this to run very well. What? And I was like, what are you talking about? So I had to go through and like, I don't clear a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh. I deleted a lot of stuff off my computer. <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. At least, yeah, you've already done that. And what are you doing? So is tomorrow just like a complete day off? So tomorrow I'm, uh, I'm going to drive to Raleigh in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. um, check into the hotel that I'm staying at. Uh, Brittany and I are going to go to the fairgrounds just to kind of get a lay of the land so that we're not trying to figure out where to park. Did that with the LSAT. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Um, and then grab some dinner and like try to sleep, I guess. Uh, I think though I will probably go over rule statements that I've written out and I probably will just briefly review um, the different layouts or like the different formats for MPTs, you know, like if the, if the memo or if, if the task list says like, you know, you got to write a memo, it's like, okay, what do you want to do? You want an intro, a discussion and a conclusion. If you're doing a brief, it's like you're doing whatever an argument section with subheadings and such. Yeah. Just like kind of from, you know, reminding myself of the things I already know, just like yeah, emotional support documents. <laughs> like yeah. what I need. And yeah. Tuesday, just praying, <laughs> praying that I got make it through this. Yeah. I got this. <sighs> I don't know. I don't like, and then I kind of zoom out and I'm like, this is just a test. It's just a test. Why? Right. It's a I test shouldn't... of knowledge that you know. God. Right. Like, I know this stuff. I know this stuff. How do you feel about the bar exam? I can't imagine possibly passing it because I haven't had any closed book exams. I don't have any baseline memorized things. There are certain things that I kind of remember because if I thought they were interesting... Anything that I didn't find interesting, which is most of the law, like I have not committed that to memory. I ha- you know, um, I'm not in that practice. I've never made flashcards in law school or anything mm. like that. 
I like listen to like all these different things like Emerson's Bar Review and Quimby and whatever. I listen to it in like a lot of different ways until I get the enough of a gist and then I make sure I have a good outline and then I feel good about exams. And that's not what the bar exam is. So I need to like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I feel also like good about the bar review company having a plan that's like, just stick to this plan. Like that also is comforting to me. Like how you said it was comforting to you. Ooh, here. Yeah. Here's one other thing I didn't write down expectation versus reality. I just sort of thought I was going to do exactly what the bar prep company told me to do. Yeah. Um, and like for the most part I did, but, but about two weeks ago, I actually, it was right after I finished that last Civ Pro question set, I had officially finished all of the question sets for like the uh -huh. topics. And I sort of at that point was like, you know what, I am just going to start going hard on the stuff that I am weak at. Um, and so I was doing off book stuff. Like I was like doing different MBE questions and I was doing rule rights. I was like sitting at my desk until like 10 PM, just like feverishly writing out rules and then checking them against the black letter law. And I do feel like that really paid off. So, okay. Yeah. I think I probably would have gotten to around 80% or maybe 85% completion if I hadn't done that, but I don't think it would have paid off for me the same way. Mm. Yeah. I was getting a lot of wise sage advice from like my law school elders and also people that have like taken and passed the bar in a couple jurisdictions that, that was like, yeah. okay, just in the last few weeks, you got to do what works for you to pass exams. And, and that's that. So hopefully it yeah. works out. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I was starting the New York law exam prep because there's a one exam in March. And so I was trying to like, get through the material you have to do their like New York law course online before you can even register for the exam oh and so I like started doing that and I left it to last minute so I was trying to get through a lot of it but like I don't know anything about New York law so I was like obviously rushing it is like not a successful strategy and so I had a breakdown on day two of that and was like okay I'm gonna do the one in September or whatever I'll do this after the bar which some people said like you might as well do it after the bar because you've like been in the habit of drilling things and there is a lot of overlap between like you know oh yeah common law and New York law so I'm just like I guess I'll have to do that because two days of intense study broke me so I don't <laughs> understand how I'm gonna <laughs> study for the bar but It'll happen or something. Wait, do you have a bar prep company? Have we talked about this? So I, when I was a 2L, um, you could like pay $20 down to reserve a Barbary price that was like lower because the price was just like keep going up. Sure. But it, you weren't committing to anything. So it was 20 bucks and you got access. It was like a $20 option. Hey. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you got a $20 option and then... Um, that's so good, Megan. Oh my god! And then I got access to all the two L and three L um, lectures. So like, I got to watch Richard Freer once again, which was oh, great. Yes, because <laughs> um, he also does the corporations lectures, I think. And so that was absolutely worth the twenty dollars. And then once it came time to like pay up, I I didn't know if my um, my firm was billing the companies directly. Cause if they, so listeners, if you 
are going to work for a firm and the firm pays the bar exam company, I mean, bar review company directly, often a perk of that transaction is that you get to choose a public interest student to receive a bar review course at a reduced price. Oh, that's cool. And so like, I really wanted to do that. And that's not how my firm does it. They give you a stipend instead. Mm. So by giving me a stipend, I didn't have that option. And I was like, well, I now am like motivated to save money. Like if it's just the company, it's like, sure, I don't care. I'll, I'll like go with the most expensive company or whatever, or like the best company, but some, but you, you take money out of the equation. But now that money was back in the equation, I was like, so if I go with Themis over Barbary, I'm basically pocketing a thousand bucks and, and then I can pay for someone else. Like I will essentially be able to pay for a public interest student to get a Themis one, you know? Yeah. On my own. And without it having to be like this weird perk thing. So I did that. I like Venmoed a friend and then told the Barbary people like, sorry, like if you had like this option for self-pay students to like sponsor public interest, I would do it. But instead I'm just going to go to Themis so that I can afford for both myself and like a friend to do this. And they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I had already made my decision. I was just telling them so that in the yeah. future they we're aware of this that option yeah but they were like whoa hold on like we can talk about this we can get your oh your cost down so they like fought for me a little bit which felt nice so now i'm i was stuck with barbie just because i i do like their videos i don't know i like i also like was like convinced on themis before i decided to stick with barbie but um yeah once they brought the price down so they gave me a public interest scholarship because I've done public interest things in the past, like clinic, even though I'm not going into public interest. So that's like a huge like hack that I forgot to share on the podcast, but that was pretty surprising to me. And I yeah. don't know if it's because I was already in their system with the $20 down thing, but I had no idea that I had any leverage with these huge companies, but yeah. I did. So I paid for someone else to have Themis and I'm sticking with Barbary <laughs> just because I'm kind of already in their system and like, like their MPRE prep stuff, which I have to do in March. That's coming up for me. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's who I'm with. I'll let you know if they're any good. I mean, definitely People love Barbary. I just like Richard Freer. I don't even know how involved he's going to be in the things, but I, I like their lecturers and I really like lectures and Themis's like unlimited essay review thing almost had me until I realized like I don't have the energy to do unlimited essays. So that was the <laughs> only thing that I was like, if someone is more committed to that, that's such, such, such a better deal. Um, but I, I was just like, I have to go with lectures over writing for me. Yeah, so. I hear you. I mean, I, I, I too like me some Richard Freer. He did, <laughs> but Themis has Zachary Kramer and who's Zachary Kramer? Oh my God! Only who my, is it? My, I'm like, imagining Kramer from Seinfeld. Please tell he's me. He's kind of like not super. <laughs> Are you serious? 
<laughs> Zachary Kramer made bar prep fun some nights. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hero. Um, he's so funny. He teaches at um, the Sandra Day O'Connor School of Law. I think it's like Arizona State or University yeah. of Arizona. Yeah. University. Um, he does property, which is like the heftiest of the topics in Themis's yeah. coursework. And then he also does wills and trusts. And he is so funny. I mean, okay, nice. the jokes just keep on a coming. Um, yes. Yeah. I, there were times when I was like laughing out loud. <laughs> watching for Barbara. Amazing. Yeah. And oh God, I could not. And if you, you know, he's on Twitter. So like I get to follow his quirky web presence and I appreciate that too. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, bit of a bit of a Zach Kramer stan, as the kids say. But incredible. Yeah. Uh, well, that concludes my my expectations versus reality. And now we just need to think good thoughts for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm bringing my bed of nails with me to Raleigh so I can lay you on are? it. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yes, the podcast has come full circle. Yeah, it really has, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, all right. How long, my last question, Megan, is Ooh. how long do you have to wait until you get the results? Um. So last year, the applicants got their results for North Carolina, I think, on April 9th. So, like, Oof. six weeks. Yeah. But that's actually much faster than a lot of other places. Yeah, that does sound so. a little bit like faster but still oh man. yeah okay, well but my my oh, first day as an that's... unlicensed attorney at two families yeah. is on uh thursday march 4th so wow oh yeah. my gosh it's happening we need to do a podcast of like megan's first day or like before megan's first day we got this yes very good okay, okay. well Talk to you then yeah all right oh, see you on the other side oh, got this you got this Yes. Bear, 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 bear. Bar exam. <laughs> All yeah. right. Bye, friend. Love you. Bye.